Today's an important one, boys and girls. We took out an ISIS leader in Syria in a raid. It was our, you know, biggest mission since 2019, killing of al-Baghdadi. It was a raid like the one that took out Osama bin Laden in 2011. So lots of good stuff, lots of important stuff in there. Some numbers that they've given out, information on it all. And I even agree with the president on something that he said. So lots of good stuff, and we'll get to all of that after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Welcome back to the Jesse Rosinski Show. It is a big day. There's big stuff that happened. So I had to change course a little from what I was originally going to do. But this is way more important, I do believe. And most of you should agree with that. <clears throat> that is the raid that we, you know, did successfully did on ISIS. Now we did a raid. In Syria, talk, you know, took out one of their top leaders. It was, you know, that it was a big one. You know, it's, it, that's that's a victory for the administration, for the country, really, because since everything in Afghanistan, ISIS has been making their presence known, and they are rebuilding. So, anything, you know, so even if there's a million of them, which you know, I've seen a lot of people comment, and it's true. There's tens of thousands of people ready to take the role and be that leader. But I mean, getting one of them, I mean, that's really the important thing here because it's the only, I mean, there might be a lot to get, you know, take this place, but at least we got it. So we got one, and that's a small victory, you know. Now take them where you can with these people because of all the attacks they've been doing on civilians, our bases over there, all kinds of everywhere, really on everyone. You know, you have to, you know, celebrate. Well, not celebrate, but take a victory lap or anything, but, you know, you have to acknowledge, I'd say, the importance of us at least doing it and carrying it out successfully and getting the mission done and a big thing for counterterrorism. And, you know, I think they should do more of you know, these type things. And drones because of like the, the amount of civilian innocent casualties that you know tend to pop up through all those drone strikes. And if you look back at the numbers, like they have caused a lot of unnecessary civilian casualties, which don't help us in any situation, which really yeah killed us a lot in the Middle East. Just there are so many drone strikes, and we're just killing so many innocent people. Compared to like, you know, oh, we got one guy and yeah, we killed like 15 innocent people, you know, like that starts adding up and the people around there do notice it. It doesn't help our people there, but there's a lot to this story. So, you know, I said we jump right in with there's again, a lot. There's numbers, there's some stuff that still has been confirmed. The story will continue to grow. So I will be putting more out there as we find it out. So make sure to check the page and now share this out to people so they can get the word and you know because there's a lot of good stuff again it just happened so recently that 
it's going to, you know, be more information coming out. That's how these things typically end up working is, you know, more information keeps coming out. Now, as time goes by, just because, you know, they're still looking at everything, investigations still happening, like so much stuff, but there's a key counterterrorism, you know, mission that was carried out successfully, which is always, again, a good thing, which I'll always say, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I li- Again, I like these better than I like drone strikes, but we'll get into all that. Uh, the U.S. did carry out a mission successfully in Syria that led to the death of ISIS leader Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi, also known as Amir Mohammed Saeed Abdal Rahman al-Maula, in a raid, and it was carried out in the village of Atma. Trust me, I'm speeding all, you know, speaking all this wrong. In Idlib province of Syria, an area near the t- Turkish border, which historically, you know, throughout stuff is home, you know, and now is home to several top Al Qaeda operatives, you know, numerous militant groups, all kinds of people that are still fighting for President Bashir Assad. And we could go back to all the years under their, you know, under Obama and Biden, I'd say, because that's when it was really, you know, the worst of it seemed to be having his gassing his own, you know, civilians and citizens in Syria. Like all the stuff that happened forever. I mean, you haven't heard his name in, you know, forever. But he was making big headlines years ago for doing all kinds of heinous things to his own people. And there's still people fighting for him, obviously. And that's never going to go, especially in that region, just with the way, you know, everything is over there but name again haven't heard in a while but look at my militant groups are still up for all kinds of defunct you know leaders or you know anything really i mean they're still like neo-nazis and stuff right now go along hitler's allegedly been gone i mean by now he's gone but now it's just the way it is um Again, terrible. Now, all the stuff that President Assad was doing all those years ago, like a decade ago, is really, really just heinous, the things he was doing to his own people. And there's so much chaos, and I think more should have happened then. But, you know, it's besides the point in another story. There were senior administration officials that say this raid was on the same scale as the 2011 raid when we got Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. Allegedly, I mean, yeah. There's still people that are always running their suck about whether or not we actually got them. Yeah. Cause no pictures, no this, that. Yeah. Just buried them out at sea. Um, yeah. Just all that stories. But from that raid, which we lost, you know, helicopter and all kinds of things, you know, happened there, but that was a big time raid. And look, we, that's how we got, you know, Osama bin Laden. And look at the decades he was on top of the world, reigning terror, you know, literally around the world. So, First raid since then. Multiple reports have come out. I'm sure you've all seen it too, which is why I'm giving you what has been like at least mostly, you know, seems to be the consensus of a lot of people because I know all of you, I'm sure a lot of people have seen different, you know, numbers and things coming out from, you know, different agencies and whether it's military, government, you know, news, like there's been a lot of different stories coming out, what side they're on, you know, countries. Like there's all kinds of different stuff coming out. I'm going to go over a bunch of the similarities and some of the things that, you know, are differentiating between there that, that are, you know, that still suck regardless. So I feel those are important to mention is the ones that just suck, like no matter which way about it, 
even if it's off by two or three, like it still is horrific. But again, these things happen in these things, especially when these guys are in these situations to look at all the innocent civilians that get taken out all the time by these people blowing up markets and mosques and all kinds of stuff. It's just, you know, what they do, like, there's all kinds of innocents killed all the time over there. So again, anytime we can get one of these, you know, get someone, there might be more behind them, but it's victory in my eyes. Ah, uh, anyway, the officials, like there's been lots of reporting on, you know, his habits and his whereabouts. And this is also stuff coming again, intelligence from people that live there, like all kinds of, you know, different places coming up with all of this information, but uh, it was reported that he really never left his home, minus to go up onto the rooftop to bathe. So at least he was bathing, I guess. Uh, he lived on the third floor of the building, had a bunch of his family up there with him, and that he relied on a courier and a lieutenant that lived on the second floor of the three-story building that he was located in to, you know, he could, but, you know, to run his you know, global terrorism organization, which it is. Because again, ISIS, like play people all over the place. It's like all over. Look at them in Afghanistan that carried out this attack on us in Afghanistan. When after that whole thing, I'll, I guess I'll say it after all hell broke loose over there this past August and all that, uh, they carry out attacks in Iraq. They've, you know, they have, I'm sure they're, they have a footing in Pakistan. I almost put money on that just because the way Pakistan is. And the borders there and like what whatever they say normally doesn't work out to be the whole entire truth when it comes to them they could say all they want but you know lots of terror and stuff carried out and allowed to be in their country so yeah all kinds of craziness there but to think that he was running this and no one ever you know saw a video of him or heard his voice even in that he had his lieutenant living, you know, on the floor below him, running the whole entire terror group, which really is terrifying to see how much they're accomplishing from a courier and a lieutenant when no one ever even saw him or heard him. It's really actually kind of crazy. Another crazy thing. The family that lived on the first floor of the building had no idea that it was him who was living on the third floor, you know, that little, you know, the leader of ISIS lived two floors above them, um, which is, imagine that's a hell of a thing to find out in that situation. Like, that's got to be a wake-up call. No, the leader of ISIS, and one of them was living on the third floor with his family, and you had no idea. And the person that lived directly above you, you know, he had a courier. And a lieutenant that was running everything from the floor above you, like that has to be just mind altering levels of stuff right there to even be like, hey, by the way, a lot of leaders of ISIS. Yeah, really? Like that has to be uh, just mind boggling. Um, and I hope everything works out good for the family. They had a brand new 10 day old baby in there with them, and they did leave the premises, you know when U.S. You know, personnel asked them to leave while they were doing everything. Um, I think that the explosion that happened up there, like gunfight, all of that. I 
we can only hope for the best for you know all of them i'm just happy that the building didn't completely collapse on them which is a good thing and they all got out but i mean like a 10 old baby and suddenly that starts happening way early in the morning like that had to be just mind altering mind 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 altering to have this whole entire thing happen right above you so again hope everything works out good for them and the baby because again 10 days old explosions kind of like you know hopefully it all works out good there um but back to the mission this is a large scale mission 2019 killing of islamic state leader abu Bakr al-baghdadi who we heard a lot during the trump administration heard all about that one resident told the associated press that he was woken around 110 local time in the morning when his doors and windows were rattling, which used to happen to me, except it was from the train across the street, which, by the way, can wake you up. Um, but he woke up to the you know, sound of his doors and windows rattling and low-flying aircraft and saw three aircrafts through his window when he looked out without turning any lights on. Residents of the village say they were warned by loudspeaker for women and children to leave the area. And that went on for about 45 minutes. And then after that, about two-hour firefight. Yeah, happened. Machine gun fire was ringing out, and you know they had helicopters, you know, flying low, circling the area during it in two-hour firefight. I mean, they are very common for people that you know never been over there, but you know, that's just got to be again terrifying for everyone that had no idea who he even was. But Abu Ibrahim. Al-Hashimi Al-Qurashi, sure, screwed that. But in the end, he ended up lighting, you know, a large cache of uh, explosives that he had up there on the third floor where he was staying and ended up blowing himself and several family members up in the process and taking them all out, you know, women, children, like all kinds of things. Um, which is a good, and I have to read this statement in one of the parts of President Biden's speech yesterday that you know, I actually agree with the man. So, President Biden, we do know that as our troops approached to capture the terrorist in a final act of desperate cowardice, with no regard to the life of his own family or others in the building, he chose to blow himself up, not just with the vest, but to blow up that third floor rather than face justice for the crimes he has committed taking several members of his family with him. And I know it has to be surprising, but I mean, I do agree with him, whoever wrote that, whatever, you know, the case may be. I agree with him because, you know, just the final one more act of, you know, cowardice for people, you know, to do all this and they don't want to deal with, you know, getting caught. But again, there's a lot of them that, you know, death before being captured and going to jail and all of that. Like we all know that we've all, heard it. it's the way they are um do i like it no but i mean death over being captured there's been people that have done that for forever now i mean all the way back to like the japanese you know they just sword themselves you know nazis they're cyanide capsules like rather than being captured um and again killed family members killed people you know and other buildings like it caused a lot of chaos and there's pictures of it all over for everyone to see 
of what the building looked like and uh, blown to hell the third floor. But again, the bottom two were still in looking to be quite intact. So there is that, but none of them have regard for them. Like, look what they do for a living. None of them have regards for themselves or others. They really don't care. You know, they blow themselves up. They do blow up innocent people. They do all kinds of things like that. You know, it's it's what they do. It's what they've been trained to do. It's what a lot of them spend their whole life wanting to do. And especially when it's a leader, I mean, whether he was having a lieutenant and a courier run everything and no one heard him, but he still had all those explosives and they were still carrying out all kinds of things. So, you know, it's, it's just name of the game. It's how the beast works. Sadly, I don't like it. You people don't have to like it. No one has to like it. It's not good, but it's what they do. Regardless, I do agree. Everyone write that down with President Biden because, yeah, it is an act of cowardice for, you know, what they do and how many people they take out to go and then blow themselves up and their family instead of, you know, facing the consequences of doing it. But again, it's what they do. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, there's nothing we could do to change it. None you will do changes it. like it's just what's ingrained into their dna and what you know into these groups and their beliefs and you know what they do sadly you know there's nothing you can do about it either which is a shame because people don't have to die because of it but again it's what they do so sadly i don't think we'll ever be able to change that aspect of it moving on just like when we went after Osama bin Laden in 2011, we did have to blow up one of our helicopters. That's you know, sort of a mechanical issue and could not fly back. So we did lose one of those, but it got blown up successfully. So we didn't have to worry about the enemy getting their hands on any of it. Uh, and out of the you know conflicting reports from the incident, when it comes to civilian deaths in the area during the mission, because again, two-hour firefight explosions, like, you know, sadly, People are going to die in the process of that. And there's going to be you know, numbers coming from us and from different groups inside of Syria, which is you know, where a lot of conflicting information and numbers are going to come from in these situations. If you've never been, I mean, like there's, oh, I mean, look how many different numbers we have just from different things when it comes to things like COVID. You know, there's, or when you're living somewhere different weather, people say, again, you know, we've had different total amounts of like rain or snowfall when you're sitting there going, uh, yeah, so there's conflicting numbers with everything, especially when this many explosives and this kind of mission is going on. But the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights claims that nine civilians were killed, including two children. And then the White Helmets, a civil defense group in Syria, tweeted that 13 civilians were killed, including six children and four women. And they also claim that they rushed an injured man to the hospital that got injured when he approached the scene to witness what was happening. Again, there's different numbers coming from the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights and the White Helmets just made that they tweeted, you know, out numbers and stuff. But I'm sure the actual numbers will come out and I'm sure we'll have an updated number on everything. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a report on it. I'm sure they won't come out and actually you know, tell us it'll take media outlets or just someone looking up the actual files in the Pentagon, at the Pentagon, however you want to put it, to uh, 
get the actual number again, it'll be, I'm sure, forever until we actually get it. Because again, there's two people out where there that are inside of Syria that came up with different numbers by one of them said nine and the other one said 13. So, yeah, we'll see how that all works out. Uh, the suicide detonation caused casualties, you know, from everything. I mean, blew up a whole floor of a building pretty damn well. So that's going to cause all kinds of things. Um, and there's conflicting, again, numbers between, you know, what we're getting there compared to what we're getting from U.S. officials. So I'm sure, you know, we'll get a truer look at the numbers in the coming days. But again, it's so fresh and there's so much going on over there that, you know, That'll play it by ear and see what happens. But I mean, the whole third floor blew off. So, you know, people are going to get, you know, that's going to send stuff everywhere and that can cause bad things. It always does. So we'll see where it goes. And now on to ISIS's activities since the whole Afghanistan debacle, where we have seen them reasserting themselves. Again, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. I'm sure they're in Pakistan. They're doing that attack on a prison that was holding a lot of ISIS, you know, you know, soldiers, members, crazy people, whatever you want to call them. A lot of members, you know, ISIS militants, that's a good word, inside of it. It went on for 10 days, and the U.S. did help them get back control of that is one thing, but they've been attacking bases, as we saw in Iraq. Like, they've been doing that since they got back. They carried out that bombing right away after they got freed when Taliban rushed and you know the whole country of Afghanistan took it over in like 10 seconds and they took out the attack that killed our service members then so they're up doing their thing and you know look how far they've already spread the attacks they're doing so we need to keep doing things like this we really did like you gotta keep going at them I mean I I don't know what the intelligence situation is like over there. Since we completely left Afghanistan, I don't think we really have a lot over there, but we got to reestablish something just so we can have the best information as humanly possible to get it and to keep carrying out you now attacks on them and their leadership because they're continuing to grow back up and attack innocent civilians, you know, all over the place. And we remember what they were like. So, you know, you didn't hear their name come 2019 after al-Baghdadi. Like, and we've been hearing their name more and more. And they attacked, again, a lot of bases, civilians. Like, they've just been going after everybody. And they were for years and years carrying out attacks all over the place. And we do not need it to get back to that level. We need to keep our foot on the pedal, foot on their throat, whatever the hell you want to call it. We need to keep it going, going, going. Because we don't need them to get back to where they were because that was just an abysmal situation for the whole world. And we finally had them going and on the run. And well, since Afghanistan, now we're seeing them popping up and doing attacks like all over the place and attacking our troops. And again, more people. We need to keep doing it. I say, yeah, not necessarily like if we can do raids on leadership and all of that. I'm okay with that. Um, if we do you know, find a way to do attacks on you know places where they're training, 
Like we can figure that out. I'm okay with that. Um, but just, you know, we got to find a way to do it where we're not pissing off the whole entire country and world and all of them at us all over again because of loss of civilian life. And I don't know what side you all are on, but I mean, we all know, especially those people that served with me, and the numbers are out there, how many like innocent, like civilian casualties we had just during all the, you know, we're going to get rid of troops over there and just do, you know, drone strike after drone strike after drone strike. And the moment they said they got the people that were responsible for planning the attack on our troops in Afghanistan, and turns out it killed a guy and like, what, nine kids or something like that. Like that's what happened with drone strikes and back, like one, look how many it took out. Look how many, like you could take out so many and the numbers are atrocious. All you have to do is look at how many innocent civilians were killed by drone strikes throughout all these years. And it just the quickest way to piss off the whole entire thing and to get everyone like against us. And we need those people there to trust us, to want to work with us, to get rid of these people instead of blowing up thousands of people that are innocent that had nothing to do with anything because it's just going to piss them off and we don't need that. We actually want to get these guys and get good information and intelligence and everything. I mean, again, drone strikes work when you find like training things, but you know, there's these kind of things now compared to just drone striking the hell out of everything. I mean, look at the amount of people we got that we wanted and look at the innocent casualties from it. When you look those up, comment on this. Because through the years, it was just atrocious. And that really just, that's not helping us. That's killing us around the world. It is helping drive the numbers and make it so much easier for them to recruit people. And from all over the world, they can do that. Like whether it's over there in those countries, they're spewing them on the internet. Like there's all kinds of ways they can recruit people because they're seeing all this stuff. And we, we cannot afford to do that anymore we need to you know this still kills innocent civilians you know some died injured you know some were you know, injured because of the explosion from the building like there's a lot of different things that go into these but you look at the civilian scale here again compared to that one drone strike just in afghanistan we were allegedly getting the person that planned out the attack on our people at the airport like comparatively like I was just in one quick mistake, and all it takes is being off by a little bit to cause really big mistakes like that. And you don't have to agree with me on this. You don't. I don't expect anyone to agree with me, really, almost now, ever, a lot of people at least. But these work out better than, you know, just drone strike after drone strike. And again, if you've never looked them up, please look up the numbers. Like thousands of people like were lost to just idiocy, which again then made recruiting people to join the Afghani army or any of that stuff to carry out attacks on us like that or anything else and join the groups, like it just made it so much easier. Because we were just killing everybody and it gets you into a bad situation. There's no fit, you know, winning that, you know, war. And you know, that wasn't the only problem that caused stuff, but it did not help anything so you know hopefully we can keep getting victories like this and just keep taking out the leadership you know as much as we can because that's really 
how we're going to get this done because they'll always find idiots, but people that are actually capable of being leaders in it, you know, sooner or later they have to run out. And I'll update everyone as more details come out. Again, there's still investigations and all kinds of stuff, yeah, going on because it did just happen. Yeah. So, you know, numbers, numbers will keep changing and things will keep changing. But yeah, regardless of it, I agree with the president. Whoever thought they'd hear me say that. And we got one. And if we, you know, corned everything. And if we really did, I mean, like, that's a good thing for the world as a whole. So I can't be mad about it. And none of you should be mad about it. We should all agree. That's really a good thing. That's what we need. You know, less terror groups out there killing people is good. You know, and again, anyone that's ever been over there and seen the intelligence, no offense to some of the people, you know, that we tried to train to be in the army or do anything else, like I'm trying to talk about, but so I'm trying to do basic things, jumping jack, like, but like the amount of people that can go and blow themselves up, sure. The amount of people that could lead the thing, you know, Got to keep taking out the leaders. That's all I got to say about that. So with that, hopefully you guys learned something. Again, there's going to be more to come out, so we'll talk about it again, I am sure. But it's one of those things I had to get talked about, and it was way more important. The other thing I was going to you know, talk about, I can move that back to next week. But I want to say thank you to everyone that shares out the videos and audio. Please, please, please keep doing it on your social platforms helps me out again set a giant record uh compared to like double the previous record two episodes ago and everyone was sharing that out and did everything now we're back to about yeah some normal stuff so please 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 uh, you know keep sharing it out all of you and if you're listening to this you know you can share it on your socials you can share it if you listen to it on through facebook thing like you can share it all out it helps me out get more people involved and that's really again word of mouth and to set that record you know that was the greatest thing ever so maybe we could do it again with this one as was last friday's that did it so we'll see but i do appreciate all of you i hope you guys have a good weekend if you're up in the northeast and all that yeah be safe with all the snow ice everything else i saw that's coming we're not getting it anymore we're supposed to get freezing rain they're not calling for any of it's supposed to get colder here it's like 75 right now it's going to be like in the 30s tomorrow, tonight or something, but 75 right now. Key to the sleeveless thing. This is, yeah, this is actually because it's that hot out, but enjoy it. Do whatever you can. Again, if you can't go anywhere, at least, yeah, playing it or, you know, I don't know. Just don't go out and do anything stupid and go out if you don't have to, because it's not you people I'm worried about driving. It's all the people that can't drive in it. If you know you can't drive, don't drive, but stay safe, be good to each other, share it out, follow along on everything. I'm also now on tune in so if that's your preferred platform check it out there and we'll be back on monday so thanks for watching share it out comment be good to each other be safe like always my friends until monday peace